I thought we were just doing the uh, the classic R. So you were thing, saying, just kind of looking off to the distance. Hey guys, it's PPG post post game. Uh, hey, that's, welcome back. That's Beep telling me that I was supposed to start a podcast that he's had me sitting looking at a screen for ten minutes waiting to figure out if we know how to use the internet. But welcome Dude, to post post game. You're, you're the host of this thing. I just do all the back end stuff. Let's not fight in front of guests, all right? Let's okay. save that. Let's <laughs> so uh, speaking of guests, obviously that was Beat. This is Flam. Pal may join us uh, if he can find to uh, some sort of library or public internet. And we have somebody we mentioned last week, I believe it was last week. Yes. Um, a new podcast that Beep has Timeline been- got all fucked up. What just happened? The timeline got all fucked up. What time? Uh, okay. I- Salute Cinephobe. Okay, so let me be clear. Now we now we're gonna take a step back and soak in our awkwardness. Um, Colin or the peas, and to be clear, y'all, Colin and the peas, who I was about to introduce, but was rudely interrupted with whatever that was. So I'm gonna back. I'm gonna get right back to you though. Be very, very bothered by you right now, Colin and the peas, who are only two people again. Do y'all listen to Cinephobe? Do you know what Cinephobe is? I know what Cinephobe is. Uh, Beat put me onto it about a week ago, so I'm catching up. Okay, so similar See? to y'all, Beat See? put me onto y'all a week ago. So last week he was on a promotion <laughs> tour. All right, Colin, you're you don't know what it is. Nope. I know what it is. I don't listen to it. Never. I've tried, and again, love and mean. So I doubt they're ever going to hear this. But on the off chance somebody fan decides to tag me and them, I have no clue what it is. What the <laughs> joke is? Okay, the the joke that Beat just made that apparently, and we all know now, is an inside joke from Cinephobe. He knows that he introduced this podcast a week ago to the piece, so he knows he doesn't get it. I imagine you know Colin doesn't because if you try to get the peas to get into it, you'd probably try to get Colin to get into it. And you definitely know I don't like it because I'm very vocal. So why did you just make a joke for yourself, I guess, is my question. And why did you do it in such bad timing? We have 13 people that are absolutely going to love that joke and they're going to roast you for not getting it. Okay. Well, I, I wish they were here so we could have got the I laugh. hope at least uh, less than 10, just to, just to prove you wrong there at Beat I would have... I would have taken one in the Zoom simply so the sound didn't have it seem like you were yelling at me about timelines. You cut me <laughs> off in the middle of the intro. I would take one person laughing just to make it not the worst sound we could ever introduce guests for. If, so, if like Pau's, I was saying, it, no, it's okay. If, no, if, if, if Pow's internet wasn't from 2006, he would have absolutely loved that joke. You know, that's not fair because typically it's not Barrett like internet. So. I resent that comment. Okay, okay. So this, let, this let, network let, of let ours recap. relies heavily on my Wi-Fi. So if, let me you know, if it was, no, no, because you're you're the producer, the not the host. Got all Stop. Fucked up. Okay, and that's not what I'm going to recap. No that, that that's the recap. I, I, I we just went. Are we, we laughing went. at Flem? I'm down. We just went from you making an inside joke about a popular podcast that millions of people know about, but nobody on the Zoom knew about. To Pal making a joke about this podcast that 13 people got about marriage. No, we're the millions of listener podcasts and get that right. Let's just, this is not John Mulaney where you make your audience smaller and smaller until one person gets the Catholic church joke, okay? I don't know who that is. (laughs) That's a great joke. Please, please try to remember we do not live in an egg. Okay. Colin in the peace, welcome to The Putts. Post, post game. Yep, the putts. We got uh, Stugatz versus Pal here. So, um, <laughs> hey, appreciate uh, appreciate the warm welcome. Uh, glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank well, you. Now, can in, we guys. 
timing. We have interviewed with 20 people and done better than this. I, mm. if, if you're doing this on purpose better. to show Colin and the P's how mad I get here, you are succeeding. So what is the name of your podcast? The Fantasy Kings, is this correct? Yeah, we're the Fantasy Kings. Um, and so Beep over there is a he's, a, he's an excellent producer for us. He's really pointed us in the right direction. But the one complaint I have on him from listening to the show you guys did last week where you were doing auctions, which was great, by the way. Um, he introduced it by Collie and the Peas, and you had a pretty, you know, it was understandable why you were confused. Because the Peas always comes first, unless he's with the ladies. But, uh, you know, it's then that means he doesn't get any and Kali. So, you know, when you hear Kali and the peas, you think, you know, you made the joke. This is a 50s boy band because, I mean, that's fair enough. So I don't think I said boy band, but sure. The reference. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want you watering down my comedy with adding in boy band. But no, you point (laughs) point taken. No, this has this has Midwest sports radio vibes all over it (laughs) from a technical standpoint. Colin and the peas has a better taste in the ear than hmm. peas and the Colin. The peas and Colito, Collie dogs. We should Doesn't just, work. you know what we Doesn't could do? Work. We could just workshop a new name for y'all's podcast for the next 30 minutes. And then we decide how to No, but Colin and the peas is just not even the name of your podcast. Why is this a point of emphasis? Keeping All it peasy. This is the fantasy Kings with Colin and the peas, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, get over it. Let Colin have the first credit on the, on the, First, what is it? First up, first up, first billing. Top, yeah, top first billing. billing. Just rolls okay. off the tongue a little easier, man. We're, we're, That's you guys, are, it's okay. Colin, did you decide to do it that or was it beep? It was beep. Okay. So yeah. at least there was a, a mediator to make the decision, right? So I don't disagree with it. I think beep was right. Sorry, the piece. You can't, I'm behind you. Yeah. Look, I know this is beep's job here. Okay. But let me do a little bit of producing myself. Okay. Here's a segment called Fanta Peace. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it's that's, not, that's not my job. <laughs> that's a great but name. That's the name of a segment. So maybe one day we'll have a call in episode where fans mm. call in. Yeah, I get that one. I do. This, this whole piece. thing is just annoying the shit out of. Flip. OK, yeah. I just, you know, no, that's why we hop I on. Think, I think that when we put two people on to talk about their podcast about auction fantasy football that we definitely should have spent the first five minutes explaining two jokes for two people and then debating whose name should go on first, which should is honestly probably worse than the two jokes because it makes no sense. If you told me your friends, the peas and Colin, I, I would have just been pissed and never, never agreed to show up here. You Colin peas rolls off the tongue. I want to meet Colin mm-hmm. and peas. No, I don't want to. He's meet cooler. He's cooler too. I mean, his takes are better as well. I mean, he actually wins more often in one particular league as well. So I love very the flag. similar, very I love similar the flag. to Dan Levitard and Stugatz, right? Yeah, Stugatz exactly. Page. All right. So the Fantasy Kings. What is it? When did you start it? And why did you start a? Did you start the podcast in 2023? Before I ask the third question. Yes. Yes. What is it? Why did you start a podcast in 2023? So the Fantasy Kings podcast, so Colin and I came up with this idea because Colin and I, and not to brag too much, but I would honestly say we're in the top 5% of fantasy players Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, But the type of fantasy we play is auction draft, right? 
And, you know, if you go and you, you, you know, there are hundreds of fantasy podcasts, but they don't talk about auction leagues. They talk about snake draft leagues. And so we're like, you know, we should really team up and do an auction centered one because that's, we, we felt that even though there's a plethora of fantasy podcasts out there, there's not a lot of auction uh, content. And so that's something that we felt we could bring to the space that would uh, add value for a lot of people. Okay. So then I have two questions to follow up. One, what's the basic difference, which I may know, but maybe the 15 yeah. people that listen to this don't difference between snake and auction. And then what's the most, before we get into any, you know, deep in the weed questions, what's the most strategic difference? And there's obviously the basic one, but what's the biggest difference on mentality going in? Yeah. So with, with an auction draft, each team starts with a budget. The most common budget is $300 some have $200, so, you know, there, it's a variety, but the most common is $300 and you have that money to build your team, right? Whereas with a snake draft, you just, you're assigned a draft pick. You can draft first, second, third, fourth, whatever, all the way down to how many teams there are. And that really limits, and this goes into your second question, is that limits the type of strategy you can have. Because like, for, for example, last year, I really wanted Christian McCaffrey. So in an auction league, all I had to do was be willing to spend one more dollar than everybody else who wanted Christian McCaffrey and I can have him. Whereas in a snake draft, he was guaranteed going to be the first, second, or third pick. So if I had the fourth pick, I couldn't build my team like I wanted to. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? No, nope, that answers it perfectly. So you two just said you're top, you both consider yourselves top five and pal beat jumping whenever, but I, now I just have to start, you know, becoming a journalist. <laughs> top five in the country or in the world at fantasy football? I'd say in the world, but mostly yeah. okay. country mm-hmm. because fan, I don't know how big fantasy football is outside of the United States. I was going to say the country. Definitely. I don't know. I exactly. No, the world. Well, I, I think the world. Yeah. It, yeah. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense. If you think better. you're the top five in America, mm. like you can't be a foreigner out there better than us at fantasy football, right? They don't even care about this. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's if you true. win the, if you win the NBA championship, you check, they call you world champions. So. World champ. Like, I'll you know, be damned if somebody in France is about to be better than y'all at fantasy football. Yeah. I, like, fantasy. Oh, TM. Frenchman, get at me for that. I don't want um, But to piggyback off the like the difference of like why is it so strategic, it's really because it, it it's more of a level playing field. Um, that's really like sums it up. It's level. Everyone has the opportunity to create um their own roster. Just like, I mean, snake drafts too, but this, you can spend a certain amount on each player and you can design your team the way that you truly want it to be ahead of time. And obviously you may have to pivot a little bit, but um, it's truly within reach to grab the players that maybe would be desirable from a bias standpoint, as well as just from like a percentages, like they're strategically, you know, the best rated player. So you get a little bit of both. So are you two historically math nerds or did you like just decide to prefer this way? I only ask that because there's a lot of math involved, I imagine, in trying to plan this out of, you know, how long you can do it and when you're going to make the, the move for increasing money being broke, I guess. So, yeah, <laughs> were, y'all, were, y'all, were y'all math nerds originally? I am. Yes. Colin, not so much. So a little bit of background on me. I have a uh, degree in economics from the University of New Mexico. So I, you know, I'm, I've, I've always been more analytical and using my economics background and what I do for work and everything that, that has me, you know, when it comes to an auction draft, it's kind of like I'm playing 3D chess because I can see, 
I can see the matrix if you like. I'm going to, I'm going to use all the cliches. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, 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 that's just something I've always been good at is playing with numbers. Okay. So that's something that, you know, I've had a lot of success with. I guess now, it's me the Oracle because I'm usually just pretty good at uh, projecting, you know, like what's going to happen before it happens, even with like high risk injuries. And I know sometimes percentages and just workload can lead to it more, but I think I've just been fortunate enough to just go through my intuition. It's not really been numbers based. It's been more uh, go with your gut. I love it. It's been all a little bit of uh, just sniff test. Thing right. Sniff <laughs> that, test. Yep. 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 Have you and, guys thought uh, about fantasy oracles? I kind of like that. I'm kind of digging that. Or well, oracle in the peas. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. I know. I know. I'm, I'm not, fixated on the name that. thing here, but like. I don't no, think you're wrong, though. I do. I did want to. I really did. Well, I'm with you, pal. I wanted to challenge the name because it just seemed it seemed like it was something that would just if it was going to be a big thing already did. I'm surprised the name one was available. But two, like Fantasy Kings just makes me I mean, I guess I guess it works. It's just when if DraftKings gets to you to work, if not, like, you know, I'm just saying other sport betting books, FanDuel may want nothing to do with y'all. Just you know, consider that. Um also, did y'all both just make Matrix jokes, just to be clear? Because I was going to say put it on the poll. Is I would see the Matrix even a cliche. I've never heard it. Um, yeah, we both. Uh, he made it first, and then okay. I had to just throw it in afterwards. Just to, I thought it was a little better on my side. but uh, So we got Col- to never had a thought that I didn't have first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think oh, wait, I think what we have here is the basis for some really cool segments, right? Fantasy Matrix. Like you guys could just make a Google spreadsheet, and that's what you guys call your Fantasy Matrix. Um, I want to do an auction draft of Keanu Reeves movies. Oh, that's what I want to do now. I'm sprinkle in some Nick Cage. Beeps one of those two. Lit up. No, I don't think we have time for two actors that were willing to do a lot of bad movies. Um, mm. But Nick Cage, we. In Nick Cage, I think if you do an auction draft, you have to just spend all your money on the worst thing possible, just in the spirit of Nick Cage, right? Wickerman broke. Tim Burton yeah, back. Is you Tim Burton look. Superman up there? Can that count? Even though it never got released. So, how did you rank yourself mm. top five? And is this just an auction, or is this an all fantasy? Ooh. So that's a great question. So, do you guys play fantasy football? Or yes. No? Do I? Do I play? Do you see the championship <laughs> ring, sir? Sir, let me. I can't believe you just give me one. Second. No, you guys should. Have, I went to his fantasy draft and he did really bad. Do I play fantasy football. He did sir? really bad. Do I play fantasy football? He's got right, the my best respect. You, this guy, this guy knows how to party when it comes to fantasy drafts. Yeah. I, 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 I was at. I went to one of my fantasy. I went to to Flynn's last fantasy draft. So, so the that's the best part of the fantasy drafts, especially 100%. watching. Oh yeah, we were watching some Notre Dame versus Ohio State. You know, it was it was lit. We were in this you know top VIP area. Yeah, I literally thought, though, the entire day I was supposed to meet up with this guy, and he kept telling me, okay, I'll be right there. And I thought he was just putting me on. But no, it happened. Yeah. So, uh, but do you guys, how how long have you guys been doing auction drafts as opposed to maybe your typical snake draft? Because that's what I'm a little bit more familiar with. Okay. Um, and you said it levels the playing field. Is that is is that what you've kind of more solidified towards and kind of stay towards that? Or do you guys go back and forth a little bit? So l- real quick, let me get back to Flem's question, then I'll answer yours. Um, the reason that, you know, I say top 5% is so the, the most popular site out there for fantasy football is Yahoo. And Yahoo has their player ratings, right? 
And so my play, I'm one of the, I'm, I can say for a hundred percent sure that I'm a diamond member, right? I'm a diamond, which is the highest you can get, which is reserved for the top 5%. Now, Colin doesn't play in as many Yahoo leagues as I do. So he's only a platinum. Um, but he plays in like ESPN and other leagues. My main is going to be Yahoo. So based off like, player ratings. But is this like, because you said as many leagues, is this like Jason Kidd being top 10 in threes just because he took a thousand a year when he turned 40? Or <laughs> is it truly you have to have a high average score versus total? I'm just saying I can buy a lot of plane tickets and become a platinum air member, right? But it right. doesn't mean that I'm good at flying. Right, for sure. And no, it's it's based off of how well you do in each league. So if, you know, if I pl- so I only play in four leagues, right? I'm not one of those guys that's out there in 25 leagues like, "Oh, I won four leagues." Well, how many were you in? "Oh, I was in 25." Like that's a terrible rating. Um, I only play in four leagues. I think Colin plays in five. I'm actually in a fifth this year, which is for charity. Um, it's called the Scott Fishball. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. But um, so that's how that's how I can say, you know, with bass in my voice, if you will, that Colin, I would say Colin's as good as I am, which kills me to say just because he's so dumb. But, uh, but you know, he, he's on my level. And I know from the Yahoo ratings that we're, that I'm in the top 5% of all players based off my diamond rating. Okay. For all fantasy. He's dropped them bona fides. Bona fides. Hell Yeah. I guess I do. I have to stop the bit of challenging this now, or should I keep it going? Colin, uh, do you believe you're top five percent? But you're so confident you don't need to check the. Ring? Are you a diamond member? I am not a diamond member, and honestly, Ooh. I haven't been playing as long as him either. Um, I've probably only really seriously been taking it um, maybe since 2010. Um, serious, and it all started with just you know snake drafts, um, and then I started playing keeper leagues. And then where is just a couple keeper leagues where you can, you know, two to four players and that'd be voted on. And then I started doing dynasty as well, which dynasty is by far the hardest, uh, mm. especially if, if you don't know what you're doing and then you jump into a league and everybody does. Cause then it's just like years before you catch up and you um, have to like stay friends with people for a long time. And that's never fun. Absolutely. But auction um, it, it's kind of like a, when I'm saying level the playing field, it's just because one, it's just non-traditional. It's just like if everybody goes into a casino and you're like, hey, everyone has a $300 budget. Spend it on what you want. Hey, I'm going to yeah, go you just don't, you don't be number five. Yeah, I'm going to go spend $300 on drinks or I'm going to go spend $300 on one spin of roulette. Then I'm fucked and I got to play like every player for a dollar. And then you're just left with all the scraps. It's just um, I think it's just I've just been balanced as we're really what it comes down to, because every league. So I play in six leagues every year. Uh, and I, I try to trim that too. I'm always quitting one league, but then I get guilt tripped into staying into another one or joining one. Um, are any of them for charity? No. Uh, okay. unfortunately I think that that one was reserved for platinum (laughs) members. I mean, diamond members only, um, charity money, the peas. Absolutely. But, uh, how many leagues are you guys in together and how long have you guys been in leagues together? Great question. We're in one league together, and I think both Colin and I um, consider that to be our top league. Okay. Uh, and we've been in that league together. Last year was the 10th year. 10th year. Now, if we put the Oracle's rings in a box and the Putz's rings in a box, who who has more rings in their box? In that league, Colin has three titles, and I've got two. Ooh. 
I know we interrupted your six-team answer, but that right there was worth it. Now we just know it. Colin's top five percent in my record book. That's it. I don't need to. Say that. <laughs> it's uh, diamond enough for me, sir. Hey, it's a tough. It's a tough-ass league. Not a, one thing that we didn't uh, mention is it's fourteen teams. So, right, uh, it's Man. it's a little grim if you don't draft like well enough. You got to get really lucky on some of those waiver pickups. If not, um, with that many extra, you know teams to go against because normally i would say the most popular one are 10 team leagues uh 12 teams is kind of getting a little bit more popular but uh 14 is definitely a different ball game yeah when when leagues go from 10 to 12 and they started to i hated it because i was like who is making friends in our 30s like quit adding people to our (laughs) circle so every year at the end of a season do you consider like in the back of your head or in the chat in front of people like me and my friends because we're very rude right in front of them we're like i don't think so-and-so should be in the league next year so do y'all ever consider just to yourselves? Maybe y'all aren't as rude as us. Oh, we I've straight up kicked people out. Okay. Like, yeah. So what's and, the worst thing you've kicked somebody out for? And then what's the like least important thing, most petty thing you have? So we ha- so the number one rule in our league is you have to be here for the live draft. You you have to be in town because we're drafting live. In New we Mexico? Don't- yeah. Oh hell no. Absolutely out. I would and for context, there's invested. there's always been at least two to f- five who live out of state and i was one of them for every year minus last year and you moved to new mexico i'm i'm born and raised here unfortunately but i oh. moved back yeah so a, another uh went went sorry. right there it's okay y'all, y'all have other things going for y'all so yeah. sorry that happened yep sorry, sorry you're you're enjoying. Enjoying. But, answers? Yeah. so uh yeah so that's the number one rule so everyone knows that if you can't make the draft you're out of the league for that year and we find a replacement now, what's crazy about our league is that we have so we have 14 teams and we have four people on a waiting list to get in. Like that's how in demand this league is. Um to get into it because this is you know it's the it's the cream of the crop, if you will. We got a waiting four, list. Are these four people people you've kicked out before or are they forever banished? Uh there's only one forever banished. Um there's one who, they do? so the, the one who's forever banished. Literally four years in a row, the day before the draft was like, Hey guys, I can't come to the draft tomorrow. It's like, what, <laughs> dude, you're giving us 12 hour notice on that. Like the first time it was, it was legitimate because there was like a medical thing going on. We're like, okay, well, we'll give you a pass on that. We had somebody else draft for him. Then the next year he was going to the opera up in Santa Fe and told us the day before another time. It was just, it was like four years. Ago, I was like, look, man, you're out. Like, no wedding or that was a different guy. That was, that was a different guy. Yeah. He came back, so his, but uh, his time was over like the fat lady singing. Um, hold on. I have a question. You have people waiting. Wouldn't it be easy to just be like, all right, next man up mentality. Right. So we do put your shoulder pans on number four in line or at that time was the wait list one and you didn't want that one person in. So you're willing to wait. Well, it's a little bit of uh, alliances kind of like uh, some people. Is like the challenge. Like- uh, I like oh, the challenge. Whoa. It's like yeah, rivals like too. Holding their vote. Hell yeah. Oh man. I love this so much. Hold on. I need this. Rivals now. one's the best though. I need to meet the whole Oh dude, Rivals two kills Rivals One. No, no way. Rivals and X's back to back. That's like the that's like whew, some of the best that television's ever had. CT and West going at it and rivals. Woo. The whole house trying to get CT out. Okay, don't get me started. 
I know. No, don't get me started. I'm the I'm the number one CT stand there is. Oh, my friend. Top five percent. I was just seeing uh, the the challenge uh, Twitter Twitter yesterday posted it like people like having pool parties, and Mm -hmm. I just quote tweeted it with CT drowning Marlin rivals too. (laughs) Dude, Marlin was the man. I wish he would have came back for more. Yeah, I don't know why he was only in one season, but you know, neither here nor there. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk fan. I'm more mad that you're not using your challenge knowledge to make metaphorical questions about their league. Do people do X, Y, and Z? I don't know. Oh, my God. Actually, now that I think about it, I know my boys here are familiar with the hall brawl. I got the peas on one end. I got the oracle on the other. Okay, you guys got your you're padded up. We got some plexiglass. Okay, you got like two, three feet maybe to squeeze through. Who's making it to the other side to touch the bell? Me. But no. Oh. <laughs> Oracle. Call Colin the, the Oracle never out, played a down to football. Out the win. Never Okay, made. but are, is it are you taking it are you taking it 2-0 straight up or is it like a best of 3? What are we doing? He's not gaining an inch. Ooh. I've got Colin by a solid 150 and I played football. Colin oh, man. played a down to football. So if he has quarter. 150 and he played football 20 <laughs> years ago, yeah, I, was I, I think it's yeah. tipping in my favor right there. I don't yeah, know. No, his, out. his hand has really been in a lot it. of it's dirt, my out. friend. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't underrate that. That this is an Oklahoma drill. So this is specifically yeah. tailored for the putts here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know an ankle might give out. Ooh. And, you know wins. what? He, he'll crawl. He'll crawl there. I, I have okay, faith now. How, how about this? We're going to even Let's the playing field. The peas is going to only be able to wear boat shoes. Mm. Colin gets to wear any sort of gripping technology shoes that he wants. Cleats, turf shoes, whatever. Them Steve Fontaine Nikes. On, is the hall bra? I don't know anything. I always, this is how ignorant. I always thought the hall bra was in a hall. No, it essentially is because they set yeah. up a they hallway. They a hall and you have to run through each other. Right. To get but what is the ground? What is it's the, the most dangerous thing they, they do. It's idiotic, but I love it. Yeah. What is the terrain? <laughs> it's sand. It's all sand and mud. Okay, so Beep gave you an advantage of boat shoes and then put cleats on Colin to make it even in the sand. Hell yeah, yeah. but step yeah. on those toes. Now the, the the thing is, it, it really does come down to in the speed versus power because you know the piece is going to have to push. He's going to get Colin all the way, like probably 80 percent to the other side, and then once speed is, and then you got to try to run to the bell and try to beat him, but he's going to be closer to the bell. You know, not there's a zero percent chance that the Oracle or Collie Dogs, whatever you want to call him, beats me in a hall brawl. What about pole wrestling? Okay, so I think Colin loves the pole. Oh my god, he's the oracle. He's he's gonna throw a pole joke. Yeah, this is and it's not even the way I wanted this to go, pal. Thank you for the hall brawl question. Still not. I'm taking out Flem too, by the way. If you guys are wondering, I I would crush you. Annihilate personally. uh, All five two of them. I know Flem. I kind of know where you were going with your question, so let me try to answer it and see if this is where you what you were thinking. Like there aren't a lot of alliances in fantasy football. Except for in our league, right. except for against me, we literally mm. have alliances against the Peas, uh, and it's every year. It's you know, it's they hate to see Wait. you win type thing. Like, so I'm like well, the CT of our know, league. Collins won more than you. Are there alliances? Because there, there's, there's, you know, we've got guys who have long been eliminated. You know, last year Jalen Hurts went out in week 15, and he was my quarterback. So I had to go to the waiver wire to find a quarterback. I was like fifth in waivers and the four guys ahead of me were all eliminated. They were done and they all picked up a quarterback to stop me from winning the championship. Spoiler alert. I still won the championship. 
So I hope that for your podcast, uh, somebody has advised hearing stories about your fantasy team uh, is the most interesting thing to one person in the discussion. But I am actually <laughs> proud of you. I have more questions about the because, and let me be clear, please, I'm with you. People in general are against me in most group projects that I'm part of, including fantasy, because I talk shit as if I'm in first place from preseason to the end, regardless. Unlike the little sissies who start losing, they get quiet, they win a couple games, they come in the chat, start acting big. Like, no, I'm cocky all year, so I get it. People don't want people don't want to see people like us, you know, on the top. See, but yeah, for sure. I need to know more about this uh, alliance against you and. Uh, Beat, push me off this whenever you're ready. I'm not going to do the Keanu Reeves thing that's in our chat. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> so alliances against Colin, let me ask you this. Were you ever recruited or part of an alliance against the Peas? And is he telling the truth when he says it's only against him? Yeah, I've actually been asked to veto all of his trades. <laughs> wow. And, and I've, uh, I've done it a couple of times, too. Um, other times I haven't, um, I've kind of the last couple of years, I've, I've been like a fan of don't veto anything. Even if it's trash, I'll just side text that person and say, you're an idiot and you're trash. And I can't believe you're just that dumb. Uh, but I don't veto, but for a while, that should be the rule of thumb is like, if you're dumb enough to accept it, unless it's like towards playoff and people are starting to tank, then it's different. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another story. Cause that's just, I mean, that's collusion. That's yeah. a little cheating. And that's someone like realizing like, Hey, I'm in a good spot here. If I can just take advantage but of this. Did you ever veto the peas just for the sake of vetoing the peas? Is what I'm asking you. Not because like you were just like, no, they don't like it. I agree with them. I'm going to do it just to be part of the crowd. Or did you genuinely agree with every veto you made? Um, no, I don't agree with every video I've ever made. <laughs> wow, no. you can be bought. Yeah, Holy. I mean, uh, I can be America. bought. I can, but lately, oh, man. a couple of years, I just let it go through. Lazy River. Mm -hmm. and answer his last question, Kali, about is it true that I am colluded against in our league? Yeah, that's just because he's been caught making changes in the middle of the year, dude. Oh, it's the dude, not. He's, he's the king. That's no, why it is not. He, tell him. He gets, he, he's blushing already. Tell him, uh, collusion, Colin. Hey, the peas. <laughs> the peas. Let's be honest here. Okay. Have you, uh, have you tried to get away with a little okey-doke tweak on some scoring rules or uh, little, little uh, ranking rules? What are we doing here? So, never. I'll answer that straight up. I am what's called like I'm like the whipping boy of the league because I like there our commissioner who's not going to be named named. I'm not going to call people out on the over the podcast when they can't defend themselves. He shall not be named. Yeah, he he who shall not be named named me deputy oh, commissioner because he's like, hey, you know, he he lives at it and he's one of the guys that flies in every year to come to the draft. So he named me deputy commissioner lives? to help out, and he changes. With the wind, he changes anytime. One of our, he'll change a rule. He'll make the playoffs different. He'll do this and that, and then everybody gets mad at me for it, like I did it, and that's not the case. So that's what Kali's referencing there. Is, no, but that—that's what being the deputy commissioner is all about. You were—you're the meat shield for the commissioner. Yeah. Like that's politics. Seriously. That's business. Nobody's, I mean, yeah, nobody's here to be mad at the owner. Like they'll be mad at the GM or somebody. But you know, you—that's your job. You decided to be deputy uh, assistant to the manager, then. You gotta take that heat. All right, well, uh, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off here. Um, but I just wanted to say one last thing to both of you gentlemen. 
Um, Lauer After Hours happens to sometimes have a football podcast called Zero Coverage. Um, we do a really, you know, poor job of covering the league, but we do like to talk football and we have our little fun segments here or there. You know, we'd like to do a little home and home with you guys. Definitely when we get closer to the draft, kind of, you know, get pick the brains of people who really know what they're doing when it comes to fantasy football. And that knowledge would be very valuable for us. So, uh, I don't know if you guys are interested in that. You know, I'll have your people call my people and we'll we'll get it all worked out. Absolutely. Glad to help out. Yeah. We'll talk some challenge too. Definitely. If you, if you're, if you ever have a challenge episode, hit me up because I am. We will with the challenge. Have a, have the episode, not, not hit you up. We won't. He's a trivia junkie. He's got a lot of time on his hands. So he, he watches a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, I used to run a little challenge podcast called Cutthroat, my friend Flem. Okay, Flem's been on it. We can cut him out whenever we need to. Get out of here, pal. Okay. Paid advertisement. All right. So now that pal's gone, uh, and I'm, I don't want this whole thing to be what we are is fun here. We try to take not things seriously, but I do actually want to ask. So with this podcast, what is it? You know, uh, it doesn't have to be elevator pitch. Just in general, y'all can take turns or piggyback off each other. What is it y'all think? Not just about the actual idea, because Oxen League is unique. Not a lot of people are doing it. What is it about you two and the way you're going to deliver whatever you think is important to the Oxen League that makes y'all different or that you know makes it worth listening to uh, for people that are getting into it? And I guess um, what are y'all doing to get people into it would be the follow-up. So what we're doing to get people in, we're try- we're, so we're trying to get the word out. Right. We we've got a pretty good Twitter following. We started on Twitter a few months ago. And basically our plan right now is to start churning out content, right? Get a lot of videos out there, get people interested. Because even though auction is like a, a major um, excuse me, a minority of the f- fantasy leagues, you're actually seeing a lot of people switch to auction. Right. So that's you know, we want to be there ready when because and Beep actually found a cool statistic for us. It was like something like 90% of people who do an auction never switch back to snake draft, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so that's, that's to answer your second question. Now, I don't remember your first question because I have the memory of a goldfish sometimes. Yeah, just what makes y'all worth listening to? And I don't say that like facetiously or insultingly. Oh. What's the unique approach that you're going to take to make it worth listening to? Yeah, that's a great question. I'll just jump in because it looks like uh, the P's a little shell shocked there. But uh, I just think it's just for normal people, normal friends that grew up with each other. So you can do a little bit of inside jokes that can really be caught by like, you know, the outside um, just in reference of movies and just, you know, everyday things. Uh, we're normal people. We're passionate about it. We're fraternity brothers. Um we still hang out. We still drink. We still golf. We still do all these things. You know, we, we've also have a book. One of us. Yeah. We? But I'm just saying, we're just like the, the normal yeah. people. We've You're done right. a lot of different things. It's been football related and then it's been sports related. And we're passionate about sports. You know, we're kind of relatable guys. So it's nothing that we're, you know, in particular, like maybe our voices are more established. It's more just, it's just something new that we're, we're yeah. passionate and yeah, we're just happy to kind of be here and it. have our own opinion, you know? So what's the most like in auction dress? Because y'all make people come out, and for the most part, we're the same way. Except you know, some people can't. We're not as pet throat as y'all, uh, but we are very much like it's a huge night, a huge event. Come out, we want everybody to be there. We try to work it around where anybody can. But every now and then, or we have ways of like, uh, and I want to make this about my league. You know, worst pick and 
whoever reached too early. There's two, you know, two things that we do. We have to like, you have a punishment for, but I don't want to get into that. Let's get into heated arguments because an auction draft of this much time and it seems like everybody in your league takes it seriously. Like what's the biggest argument live auction draft that's happened? Has it ever gotten down to like, no, like we're somebody's genuinely mad. We have to control the environment. And then two, like what is, if y'all do have punishments for like the person that overpaid the most, like, they bet $100 and everybody's looking like, cool. he's yours. Every other year, someone gets like really mad where they could potentially be thrown <laughs> blows. There have uh, been times I thought we were going to see fists thrown. Uh, uh, Doug Baldwin stands out the most from like 2017 Doug or Baldwin's 2018. The, oh. no, no. Somebody bid for Doug Baldwin and one guy wasn't paying attention. And we, okay, Doug Baldwin sold $21, whatever it was. And this guy like wakes up out of a trance. I don't know if he's been drinking all day or what. He's like, I didn't hear Doug Baldwin called. What the hell? You guys are trying to cheat me out. You know, I love Doug. And like punches the table, punches the table, throws chairs like, and that happens like every other year at least. And I I think another part, a big argument too, is, is when people are uh, um, taking too long as far as um, who they want to, you know, kind of bid on. And then the person who's kind of being the mediator, like going once, going twice, going three sold. And then other times will be like going once. Oh, that's a good deal. Going twice. That's, oh my God, he's going to about to be bought. Going three, then someone will come in a dollar higher. Boom. And then like, it was sold. It's kind of like on road trip, like sold to my man, Josh. I said $30. Well, that doesn't count. You're a TA. It's kind of literally like one of those. If anybody gets that, I got that. The P's got it. I'm sure if I saw the movie within the last 20 years, I'd get it too. So my apologies. But yeah, because that that's one of you know that's something that I try to do as like the deputy commissioner slash whipping boy slash everything is if I'm not involved in the bidding, then I'm like the auctioneer. Like, hey, going once. I got this guy going twice. Last and final call sold. But when I'm in like when I'm in the bidding and someone else is doing it, it's like the the cadence is off. It's like, oh, going once. Are you really gonna let the peas have this guy? You know he wants him. Are you really okay? Well, I guess going twice and then you know just talk, 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 talk. Instead of you want you want to get a cadence going. And when I'm involved in a bid, the cadence can get sideways. The peas, you really uh, do you want this league to be like revamped? Because I'll find thirteen new people. I feel like I feel like this league doesn't deserve you. Uh, I agree. Have, have you ever considered hiring like a professional auctioneer to make sure that like this is it? Like going once, going twice. We got three. We got three. Do we have four? Do we have four? That's my limited fake auctioneer. Because I think if you did that, it could go smoother. Yeah, I don't know if it would go smoother. I maybe had to pass a bunch of below. I just think the effort, the flair, right? I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's a little over like, the top. I think it'd be cool. Part of the thing to do, yeah, like suggest that you know, I'd be willing, yeah. I think y'all should do that next year, take a video and go viral, and then there's your podcast. You do a true auctioneer doing your auction draft. I mean, that that's a great idea. In all, it's not going to happen though. Like, our league, (laughs) it takes not with that attitude, (laughs) yeah. Well, this is this attitude comes from experience. Uh, you know, we have. It's a you know, there's 14 of us were spread throughout the United States, and it takes like six weeks to decide a day of the draft every year. Sounds and, like, like hour after hours. Wait, is the draft always in the city you live in? 
Albuquerque, yeah. Yeah. You did every no, three years though coming point. up, we might change that to a destination draft where like Vegas, yeah. Tahoe, or Scottsdale, yeah. play some golf. I'm just saying, yeah, strip like, clubs, whatever. If, if y'all don't go to a strip club and do below it every draft, I'm sorry. I y'all y'all definitely need an auctioneer or change somewhere. But I um I'm, I'm joking to anybody that listens to this that knows me. But the piece, I I think that you expect everybody to come to your city and like nobody's in a hurry to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico. No offense to Albuquerque, New Mexico. So like why you know, what's the best city that somebody that doesn't live in New Mexico lives in? In our league, I'd probably say LA. Oh, in the world. Um yeah. No, in your league is fine. Yeah. Los Angeles. So you guys could be in Los Angeles doing this with a professional auctioneer, which I bet you could find all over the place, right? Like people that are just trying to like come up with Hollywood. I'm just throwing ideas out, just trying to be a peacemaker for your league. But because I don't, what I don't want is the alliances against the peace to succeed. I want to be very clear about that. Amen. Pro peace, anti-alliance. But, but I feel like the peace may be overthrown. So I'm trying to save you ahead of time. Just trying to be the (laughs) angel on your shoulder and save this league of, well, it's you know, funny. Maybe you, you could appease some of your league. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, and it's funny because you know, I'm you mentioned it earlier with your league. I'm this I am the same guy who just talks shit all season. I do, you know, I've got my yearly email where I do the dra- the night before draft night. I do the preseason power rankings, I do weekend review, re- recapping each week, each, each matchup. And you know. If you don't, if you don't want me chirping, keep me out of the end zone type thing. And that that you you might be onto something, um, you know that that might be where the uh, animosity comes from. Shout out to the peas though; those uh, those weekly ratings for the most part are, are pretty damn solid. <laughs> they are good. Um, sometimes they're a little grammatically uh, screwed up, but hey, nah, you got me messed. Nah. You got us confused. <laughs> nah, but they're good. They're funny. I was some inside jokes or some past jokes he brings it's up. Fun. He, uh, hey, he's he's a math guy, stuff. not a grammar guy. So <laughs> I just hope. All right, so I'm going to tune into this podcast. I hope when the football season comes up, we get like a timeline or quick update of the people against peas. Um, but until then, is there anything I didn't ask that you want people to know about the podcast? Nope. I mean, okay. I'm I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan, so I'm going to be like a, a poor man's Adam Rank. If you're familiar with him, and he, you should be if you follow football. Um, and uh, the Pease is a diehard Chiefs fan, and he's always just going to bring up the Mahomes could have been a Chicago Bear. And I think Chicago Bears have our best quarterback in my lifetime has been Jay Cutler. Um, and it's just, ugh. If, Mo- if Mahomes went to Chicago, he'd be nobody. You can't go to Chicago and be good at quarterback. Well, I mean, there's these Unless dreams that I have that, you know, these field of dreams where he's just throwing, you know, 75, 60 yard bombs to so Tariq Cohen. I mean, <laughs> who's he going to be throwing these to? Um, uh, that's a blast. Matt Forte. That, that's exactly who. the goat, dude. He's like the, he's the goat running back uh, for the bears for me, minus Walter Bain and Gil Sayers. And, but, um, but for me, it's Matt Forte, triple threat. All right, so and I, I skipped past this earlier. I wanted to ask you mentioned a charity you're doing a league for. Is that something you care to promote here, talk about, and we can drop a link in the share, or is it just something you're? I, I just figured I'd offer since I missed it earlier. Yeah, so um, it's called the Scott Fish Bowl. It's a uh, it's part of the FantasyCares.org 
Um, this is my first year in it. I, I've never done it before. Um, but when I when I started the Twitter for the Fantasy Football Kings, um, you know, I started you know talking with other creators like, hey, you should try to get into the Scott Fishbowl because a lot of the fantasy community plays in that and it's a big deal and they do a lot of great work for charity. So that's, I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can get in. I was able to get in. Um, you know, they're like, oh, wow, you're a, you're a diamond. You're in automatically. At least that's how I think it went. Probably was a little bit different. Um, but I love the piece. Cause he told me how he got in and not what the charity is about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> th- but it's, there's, there's a new charity every year. So, okay, so there, there, yeah, there's a variety of charities. Okay. Right. It's not just one. It's yeah. so fantasy cares is like the, the parent company for lack of a better term. And they raise all the money and then distribute, then they uh, distri- distribute it. Wow. I can't even talk. They distribute it to a number of different charities. It's not just one. Got it. Okay. So fantasy cares is how that works. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a really cool thing. And the, the only thing I'd, I'd add on top of, you know, to, to one is, you know, thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for loaning us beep. He's been doing a heck of a job. And from the fantasy Kings, what you're going to get is you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of debates because Colin and I, even though we're both excellent fantasy players, we're very different in our strategy. So you'll be able to see both sides of the equation and then you can, you can use that to help you play however you want to do it. So when we're doing our, our player breakdowns or our, our drafts, you know, you know, our draft dollar amounts for each player, it's going to be very different. So that can help people who are doing auction, get you, give you like a, a better understanding. Like, Hey, if I really want this guy, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need to be prepared to go at least this high. Now, if I get him for less, that's great. But it, you know, you, you want to have a range of outcomes and with Colin and I, he's going to be, I'm going to be higher on running backs. He's going to be higher on wide receivers we're probably going to be similarly valued when it comes to quarterbacks and tight ends, but you can see where the range comes in and then you can start to plan better. Okay. That's the, that's the added value of the fantasy Kings. Beep. You're producing this podcast. Uh, I'll let you wrap this up and say anything that wasn't said or however you want to promote it to wrap it up. Um, One, thanks guys. Like, let me clear. It was a fun time. Thank y'all for being good sports. We know that, this isn't necessarily the platform to ask a bunch of X's and O's questions. Ah, happy to be here. Uh, it's it's intentional. I promise it's not intentional to be disrespectful to the platform. So good luck with it. I will give it a listen, which is something I tell a lot of people about their podcast before I don't, but I feel good saying it. So I will listen, but seriously, go listen to the Fancy Kings. And I've never done auction, so I genuinely will listen to it to see if it's something that I can get into. So thanks, y'all. Yep. Beep, take it away. Yeah, you can download the Fantasy Kings podcast wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. The Fantasy Kings. What are y'all's Twitters? Uh, it's, so it's FFB underscore Kings for the Fantasy Kings. And then my personal Twitter is at BPSAE. And I don't have one. <laughs> hey, the, the, tw- the podcast one is the one that matters. All right. Well, thank y'all. Have a great podcast with me. Hey, thanks again for having me. Thanks, Glenn. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Kings. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at FFB underscore Kings or like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're available wherever you get podcasts. 
So don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.